If you are ready to get started on an arthritis adventure, but something seems to be holding you back, maybe you think you can't do it yourself, or maybe you think it's just not possible for you. It's possible for a lot of other people, but you just feel like it's not possible for you. And I wanted to bring on an arthritis adventure blueprint member who has gone through the program, who has osteoarthritis herself, and has gone through an amazing journey to give you some inspiration and some hope, and hopefully to give you some optimism in your own journey and give you some confidence in your own journey. We're going to talk about where she started before the program, how she got through the program, the ups and the downs, and now what she is able to accomplish. So I am so excited to welcome Miss Linda, who is going to be walking us through her own arthritis adventure. You're listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, Doctor of Physical Therapy and Osteoarthritis Specialist, Alyssa Kewen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And she's coming all the way from New Zealand. Um, so it's a very early morning. And I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> no so problem. I just want to first give the listener, or if you're watching on YouTube, a little bit of background on where you started before coming into the program, what you were dealing with, the symptoms, and how your osteoarthritis was perhaps limiting you before getting started. Well, to begin with, uh, six years before I found the program, I was in yoga, did hot yoga seven days a week, an hour and a half a day, uh, twisted, my knee jammed, and I don't know what happened, possibly a meniscus tear. So I went to the doctor. After about a year, they told me there was nothing wrong with my knee. I only had signs of osteoarthritis. <laughs> and that seemed to me now, looking back, is the worst thing that you could say to someone. Nothing wrong, just this. Um, so uh, it took... <laughs> it took about six years before I found you because basically in New Zealand, there's very little in the way of support for people with osteoarthritis. And I make that point that it's really support. It, it, it's not that we necessarily need treatment, but we need to have enough support to know how to work through it. So I had a business, a cafe, which I was running seven days a week. Um, by the time I sold it in April, I was working 12-hour days because as my knee got more painful, it took me longer to do my work. And, and so, therefore, I just found myself in this vicious cycle of pain, tiredness, stress. COVID made very, business very difficult. And so I actually lost sight of any perspective of work-life balance or my ability to think my way out of the situation I've gotten myself into. And, and I prefer to put osteoarthritis in one place 
and persistent and chronic pain in another. And the other thing too is I've chosen to call it persistent rather than chronic because chronic gives me this feeling it's going to go on forever. And I felt like I could deal more with persistent as a word. So, um, yeah, so as as I got more desperate, I don't even know why, but I had Googled osteoarthritis and very little came up. But then one day, at the beginning of last year, I found the Adventure Alive uh, YouTube channel and I started and I know this is sounds ridiculous, but within about 48 hours, I had significant reduction in pain and significant increase in movement, including carefully being able to go up and down stairs, which was important as my cafe was on two levels. So that gave me a very, very precious thing, which is hope. And I actually didn't realize that I'd lost that. So that brings me to the to the program, really. What else would you like to know? Absolutely. And I think what was really interesting that you mentioned is words are incredibly powerful. And I think that's where, especially our healthcare system in the US, I know you guys have a little bit of a different healthcare system, but you're still seeing healthcare professionals. And that's, I mean, still the first line of when you get diagnosed, they're the first people to say what it is or what to expect. And I think the problem is we get into this hat or they get into this habit of going down like this negative path or saying things that they don't even know the weight that they carry behind them. Like, oh, it's just osteoarthritis or it's just, you know, these symptoms and there's not really a cure. I mean, it goes down this rabbit hole of, okay, now avoid this, avoid that. And I think what can be really powerful and what's been shown in the research is just the power of hope. Literally the whole business model that I have is giving people permission to move. And I don't know, maybe if that's why you felt the increase, the increase in just that short amount of time to say, wow, I can actually do this and I'm not causing more damage, or I can actually do this and not have to worry about it. And because, I mean, you can make some pain gains in just a short amount of time, but I think a lot of it is just the confidence in your own body to say, hey, maybe I can actually do this, or maybe this is possible. And I just don't think we get that enough versus like searching on the internet, which I'm trying to change. But I think that is one of the most powerful pieces. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think that power of hope and saying the power of possibility and the power that I don't have to live with this for the rest of my life, as far as the loss of function and all of that is concerned. So I think that is the piece that a lot of people are missing. And would you agree with that? I absolutely agree with it. I think there's a problem (laughs) with being uh, a woman who's getting a little older and going to a medical professional, often a male, who who thinks that it doesn't matter that you're in pain or that your life uh, goals are being limited by this, which is just something, you know. Um, So so in all of the frustration and everything, I must say I added a little bit of anger as well, you know. It's just um, what do I do now? You know, I have a business. How do I run the business? But there was, yeah, 
I think you, once I, re- once I found you, I actually felt safe if you were demonstrating the exercise, then I felt like that that, that, was, that sure. was going to be okay. Yeah. And yeah. I think I actually, I actually messaged you after about four or five months and I said, am I only ever going to be able to do an exercise that you're demonstrating? <laughs> because I had, I had that much trust and, and um, faith. <laughs> yes. And I think that is a hard part too about a lot of videos and social media and personal trainers, et cetera, is that a lot of people demonstrate movements, but it's the fact of bringing the osteoarthritis into it and being able to understand the symptoms and being able to understand, you know, what usually flares up a lot of people. And what usually flares up people if they have hip arthritis, what usually flares up people if they have knee arthritis, where to start. And then it's crossing the bridge into more strength training. And that is totally possible. And I know that you've done some of that. We'll talk about that. Um, But I do want to move into the journey through the program. So the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint is my signature online program. If you're not familiar, and essentially it's based on three principles. First, you understand what osteoarthritis is and what this persistent pain is that you just mentioned, getting a different perspective and actually understanding why something is happening, I think is one of the most foundational things when you're finding pain relief, but almost nobody tells you. Then it's prioritizing what's causing your pain and then being able to target and hone in instead of just going into this grab bag of things. And then it's committing and becoming consistent. And commitment becomes a lot easier once you accomplish these first two things. But I think a lot of people miss this first step just because they're not exactly told or necessarily explain to what osteoarthritis is. And so I want to talk about your journey through the program, the ups and the downs. But first let's talk about what was the most important thing that you learned as you were going through this journey? Well, actually, to be honest, it was nothing to do with exercise. There's an, a first exercise related to, well, in my mind, it was a cup. I can't even remember if it was meant to be a cup. And so I actually got pieces of paper and wrote on it all of the things that were creating stress in my life that took up time. And by the time I got to my osteoarthritis, my own body, it was about 90% full. I had no space in in my cup to deal with this thing that was happening. And so it that's what spurred me on. You know, I got such a wake up call that day. Um, it really stopped me in my tracks. And I think that. So, so the, that's the. Sure. And I think that for the listeners who don't know about the cup. So essentially, and I think that's important that you brought up. It's not the first and most important thing was not exercise because it, I think movements blamed a lot, but it's not just trying to do all of these, like as much movement as you can or trying to find the best movements. First, it's a lot of internal work and understanding and realizing what's actually filling up your cup. And that's what we use in the arthritis adventure blueprint. It's what is filling that up, whether it's stress, poor sleep. I mean, there are a lot of things that can contribute to pain. And so first, that's what we look at. And that's how we prioritize what's flaring up your pain. Okay, continue. So, so then, um, 
that started a process which is never a fast process. And and so uh, I had to change my life. I had to change huge factors in my life. And so getting more sleep, how do I get more sleep? Well, I'm stressed. So how, how am I going to deal with that? So, so working backwards, I then went to, started going to a therapist. Um, I came to a conclusion to sell my cafe uh, to really prioritize my situation. And I started at the same time, I started on the program. But one of the things that I realized is that I had struggled with how my brain had changed, had been changed over those years by that pain. And so my focus was just not there. I didn't have the ability to stick to something. And so it did, I did stutter and stammer my way through the program. And I did, uh, I did wonder if it was possible because I had a sense that I couldn't succeed after six years of of not really succeeding. So it wasn't a magic journey. It was a difficult journey and still is really because um, one of the things that's important is that we we have to find and build into this kind of life ways of learning again, you know, ways to, to actually focus our minds enough to keep on with the process and Positive thinking, all of those things, they don't work all the time and they don't work when the, when things are really difficult. And I still had this problem with my knee where if I was stepped sideways, it could jam, for instance. And that always brought up old memories, old memories of, of when it was maybe six or eight hours before I could bend my knee again. So regardless of how much hope I had in the program, I still had little triggers that were making me feel that I was just going to be back where I started again. And I had to say that my family and friends actually would say that. You know, they would they would say, oh, this is the same as it's always been. And so therefore, I w- it was being reinforced. And how did you break through that? How did you keep yourself going and continue to move forward? Well, I had another injury. I hurt my shoulder and I went to a physical therapist and he gave me a link to a neuroscientist's uh, podcast. And I started to read about the effect of the brain in pain and it just exploded in my in my brain when I realized that I could take control of this pain that was happening, work with it. That pain had so many sources, so it wasn't just my arthritis. It was the stress. It was you know all of the things that go on in your life. You know what I'm eating, how I'm sleeping. So. I had an opportunity to change my thinking around my pain. And as I did that, I just went to another level. I feel like I'm climbing this amazing, exciting mountain and not a good analogy for an osteoarthritis person. But um, I felt really, I feel really excited because I think that as a result of this program and understanding 
my brain that I can really do anything now. And I'm 65, almost 66. And I seriously believe that I'm just starting the most exciting part of my life. So, yeah. And that's, I think that's really amazing because again, the hard part is when you go see someone and kind of get this initial diagnosis of osteoarthritis, you say, Hey, I'm having knee pain. They take an x-ray of your knee or an image of your knee most of the time, or they just simply look at your knee and say, oh, you know, here's some medications. Here's maybe a referral to surgery even without diving into any of these things. And the hard part is research continues to show that this chronic persistent pain, all of this can make such a big difference. And if somebody, if they would have told you initially, hey, you know, maybe you should consider surgery you could have missed out on this entire journey. And that's why I think what you had mentioned earlier about always wanting to learn more and essentially having an open mind to learn more, that maybe it's it's not just surgery is inevitable. It's this journey of figuring out what's actually causing your pain because surgery or not, Figuring out these factors that are influencing your pain can also impact your recovery after surgery. If you do, in fact, if you are listening and do, in fact, need surgery. So it's creating this journey for yourself, allowing yourself to open up and to see what's actually possible. The possibilities are going to be different for everybody, but it's the fact of what you could be missing out on if you don't take this leap. And so now I want to talk about, now you've been in it months now through this journey. And I want to talk about what you're experiencing now, perhaps what you're able to do functionally that maybe you thought that it wasn't possible before, and maybe what surprised you the most throughout this journey. Well, I think that now I... Well, first of all, walking and, I, and your recent videos and walking have been very helpful in terms of not going past that point of where, you know, you can walk comfortably. So I, I've actually learned something from that. And I only really walk to commute anyway. So but what what I'm doing now is that I'm if you imagine your body and you imagine everything in its right size and shape well when my knee was sore if I had drawn a picture of myself my knee would have taken up about two-thirds of the space on the paper and so now my knee is back in proportion to the rest of myself so I think that's probably the best way that I can describe how I am you know so I exercise but I also live functionally and I also even have started going out and actually socializing more because I don't have to worry about what kind of path there is how far away I'll need to park you know just all of those little things that gradually make your life smaller and smaller so I do feel like my my life has got huge and I think now that I don't even want to limit it by predicting what I can do because I do think that, um, yeah, it's it's open. And it, as I say, it's not just physically, it's mentally and in every other way. So, And I think that's yeah. 
very important to you. Because again, a lot of times it's just focusing on the physical aspects of the osteoarthritis symptoms, how it limits you. And then just kind of even setting goals, they're always physical, but I think a big part, and you've illustrated this is the mental part as well. I mean, the worry, the frustration, the overwhelm, the anger, I mean, that builds up and a lot of people feel like there's nowhere to turn and then just succumb to either surgery when they're not really ready or just succumb to living and dealing with debilitating pain for years and years and years. And then it goes into isolation and depression and it can, you know, snowball into all of these effects. So I think that that's very important to elicit not, or to affect not only the physical things, but the mental, emotional things as well, which the program Mm -hmm. helps to address both of those. And I want to, I want you to talk a little bit about where you see your future heading. I know you don't want to predict anything, but <laughs> where you see yourself in a couple of years? Well, first of all, I, I've got work to do as far as my fitness is concerned. Uh, at the moment, I think that the biggest the biggest change has been the mobility exercises. Um, I, I can't speak highly enough of how that changes everything because it instantly gives you some kind of relief. It's such a part of my day. I was at the airport the other day and I and I decided not to worry about the fact that there were a thousand people in the room and I just stepped sideways and backwards and did the little dances and, and no one even notices you know, I could, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. They don't care. And so that to me is the biggest thing. You know, the biggest, the mobility is amazing. And I've, I kind of have a goal that I need to speak at least once a day to someone who looks like they might benefit. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so really, I want to do, get into more strength work. Um, I really, really think, well, the uh, neuroscientist says that, I've got it written down here, that our structure, our bodies need movement and weight bearing. So my response to pain used to be that I sat still. So now my response to pain is movement of weight bearing, although I get so little pain now. I would have to say that my personality type says that if I find something new or I see a new one of your um, videos, I can overdo it. So finding consistency and a little bit of restraint is another part that I, you know, that I need to work on. So as far as that's concerned, I've got all this, all the facilities, all the things that I need here in the program to work on on that strength and continue the mobility. In a couple of years, well, it's possible I could get arthritis in other parts of my body. That's a reality. But I absolutely now now know that I have ways of dealing with my feelings about that and the actual symptoms of it. So I'm not too concerned about that because the reality is we don't actually know too much about aging. You know, it's a relatively new thing. In, in our world um, we're living way longer so um, I'm just kind of up for the challenge and I'll do whatever it takes and so therefore 
um, I think I just increase the possibilities of what I can do for the future. I'm only working part-time, half-time now, um, and I'm finding out what to do with the other half of my day. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I seriously can't answer that. I'd like to study again, but I don't know. I don't even know what, what that is. I think <laughs> I'd have to be really interested in it. Sure, sure. And I think even with the uncertainty, I think it's important to whoever's listening or whoever's watching, think about where you see yourself right now in a couple of years. Is it worrying about if you're going to be able to be there for your family or your friends? Is it worrying about if you're going to be able to continue to get around your house? There's a lot of worry and frustration and just feeling overwhelmed when people think about the future, especially with osteoarthritis. From what's stereotypically out there in information, what we hear from family and friends, like you had mentioned, there's a lot of people out there, not necessarily maliciously doing it on purpose, but there's a lot of discouragement out there. And I think that that's what's really important about what you just said as far as seeing yourself in the future is that it's, I can actually do this, even if things are thrown my way, because it's not always perfect, not always butterflies and rainbows, but you have the tools and the confidence to be able to attack those and not see them as deterrents, but see them as challenges that you can overcome. It's not always going to be easy, but the fact that you're approaching the future more optimistically, I think is really important. Because a lot of people that I talk to are stressed about, you know, even next week and stressed about what their life is going to look like, especially as it's getting diagnosed younger and younger. That at 65, you have tons of life left to live. That just be like worrying now about the next couple of years, think about how that's going to compound in the next 10 or 20 years. So I think that. That's what's really important is that the program is not just about exercise. You can get exercise a lot of different places, but it's the combination of building that confidence in yourself and building the confidence in your joints and feeling the permission to move and garnering that hope. And I think that that's what's really powerful and what sets the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint apart from a lot of different programs is that you have support on the fronts physically and mentally to help get you to your goals. And you are not alone in this process. And I want to end with just a few words that you would say to someone who is listening or watching and is on the fence about either joining the program or on the fence about their osteoarthritis, is the journey possible? If you could just give a couple of words of wisdom that may have helped you before starting this program. I think I think it's important to understand that where you are at now and a lot of the feelings that you have, the fears, are actually part of living with this chronic pain. You are a hero in, in the fact that you have continued to deal with it. So you can take the tools that help you to live with this chronic pain and actually manage to do a lot of what other people are doing, and you can turn that around and take it into something new but it's just a little bit at a time. You know, we spend more time thinking about things 
than we do actually doing it, you know, that procrastination on the couch. So if we can just be kind and gentle and just do as much as we can do and understand that even the negativity, even the, you know, and this is not a judgment because this is me catastrophizing my pain and the effect it's having on my life. As we get better, as we work through this program, as we reach out, we that reduces. And so we'll find a way. Also, you can take your time. You know, this is not an emergency. This is a path that you're on. And so just do it. Action is so important. You will never know what your potential is. You will never know what is possible until you take action. And I think the thinking about things before doing them or spending more time thinking about something before taking action is something in all aspects of life that we do. And you will never know what is possible without taking action. So if you're ready to take action, you can learn more about the Arthritis Adventure Blueprint at arthritisadventure.com. And I'll put the link down in the show notes of the podcast and in the description of the video. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope that whoever is listening or watching feels a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of inspiration, and a glimmer to say, I can actually do this enough to get you to take action and enough to change your life. Thank you so much, Linda, for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for everything. Thanks for listening to the Adventuring with Osteoarthritis podcast. If this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Also, if you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.